Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Brittany Eden about her wedding at Disney's Alani Resort and Spa in Hawaii. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she and her fiancé chose this as the location for their wedding, and how they planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Brittany. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to have your wedding at Alani. I've always wanted to be a Disney bride. One of our first trips, I saw a Disney bride and was kind of starstruck um, at Disney World. And my parents actually had their vows renewed at the Magic Kingdom on our second trip. So I guess it's kind of a family thing. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. Did they plan through Disney's fairytale weddings or how did that work? No, they didn't. I think it was done all privately. Oh, it was done through Disney photography, actually. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so then how did you choose Alani over Walt Disney World? So my fiance isn't the hugest Disney fanatic like my family is. He was very happy to have the Disney touches and have the Disney wedding. So it was, we kind of had it narrowed down to either Disney Cruise or Alani. And it kind of came down to the spot where we thought we would enjoy the most. And Hawaii's, like I'm sure, is on most people's bucket list. So, uh, yeah, we decided to, you know what, let's try Hawaii. Everybody wants to go. And that way, too, everybody could kind of plan of their own vacation and they didn't have to come for a set time. So, yeah, so then we pulled the trigger on, on Hawaii. <laughs> wow. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I think everybody was pretty excited. I mean, everybody loves a vacation and we're from Manitoba, Canada. So it's can be cold here in the wintertime. So especially when you say, hey, we're going on a hot vacation in February, everybody's like, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wow. But Manitoba. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we originally invited around 70 people and about 46 were able to come. Still a pretty good response rate considering how far away you are. <laughs> yeah. And then how did you decide on the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So that was a little more complicated. So how it worked is the day we actually got married is known as Louis Riel Day here in Manitoba. And so it's a a long weekend here. 
So my brother was in university and when he could come out to Hawaii, as well as we had to be back for some prior engagements for some close friends of ours. So due to timing and stuff, we wanted something where, you know, people could be there for a couple of days before the wedding happened. But then we also wanted to be married in Hawaii for a couple of days before we went home. So the Monday kind of just was the sweet spot. It just ended up so that my brother was there for a couple of days before we got married. And then we got to be there for a couple of days being married before we had to come back home. That's great. And how did you pick the time of day? I think it's just kind of normal, especially out here for everybody to have evening, like afternoon ceremonies and then have supper. We kind of just kept that same tradition, I guess. And then we really wanted to have a lot of sunset photos. So it kind of worked its way into it being a nice evening where it didn't seem like it was too hot for everybody to be sitting out in the sun. It was kind of seemed like the perfect time of day so that everybody could still kind of have a morning and do their own thing and then have the wedding. Got it. How did you pick your ceremony and reception venues? So for the ceremony, we knew we wanted to be outside and the Ama Ama patio is what we ended up deciding. So it's this gorgeous patio that overlooks the beach and the ocean. We thought it was nice because then nobody had to worry about wearing special shoes because you're still on cement. And then it was somewhere nice and close to the, the hotel. Plus, it was in our budget. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the reception, we chose the Kala Allah. I can never pronounce the names, the ballroom, just because it was the smaller out of the two. And because we knew we were having a smaller guest count, we didn't need the big, huge ballroom. I see. Okay. Now, Aulani is interesting because you have to work with outside vendors, but they're approved outside vendors on a list that Disney gives you. So how did you choose the vendors that you used? So for instance, photography, we actually had originally chose Bianca's photography. I was actually talking to a cousin of mine. And one of the biggest recommendations she could make to me was, you know, at the end of the day, You'll kind of remember the food. You'll remember who was there. She's like, but at the end of the day, what you really have are your photos. So she said, if you're going to spend money on anything, make sure it's your photographer. And so we ended up meeting Mark at our friend's wedding. And my husband loved working with him there because my husband was part of the bridal party. And we just kind of headed off. And he's known around here for having amazing pictures and amazing work. And so then we just approached him about what it would cost to bring him to Hawaii with us. And pretty much anybody jumps at the chance to, to come out and do that. So he, uh, he was pretty excited. And yeah, we were excited to have him. And he did amazing, amazing job. And did Disney charge you any kind of an outside vendor fee because he wasn't on their list? They did, yes. Yeah. So they charged us about $500, I believe, which is actually lower than what it's normally supposed to be. I believe it's supposed to be around a thousand. It was a family friend. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they uh, were nice and lenient that way and, and cut the fee in half because of that. Oh, that's great. So for videography, we used Imagine Works and we just had them for the hour that was included in the package. We went with the wishes package so that we had we could customize and, and do what more so what we wanted, plus with the amount of people that we had coming. So we had just for the the hour that they brought with the group, and then we had sweet pea and petunia for our flowers. Got it. Okay. Now, did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? No, we actually just ended up playing music off of 
my brother's phone actually he downloaded a or made a playlist and we just listened to that all all evening dancing <laughs> oh that's great did you pay for an iphone hookup through disney or did he just play the music right off his phone so that was actually through disney we paid uh for a iphone hookup so they had made sure that there was a microphone and speakers and everything like that so we could still do speeches as well as then just play music from our phone to dance to that's great do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? The pineapple cheesecake is to die for. It was probably my favorite thing of the entire evening, but it was really good as well as we changed our menu item. We had a buffet. Can't remember now what it was called, but we switched out something and had mac and cheese. So we wanted something that everybody felt comfortable eating, something that everybody could go to as a safety net to eat as well as if the kids wanted something other than their plated meals. It was something safe for everybody. So the mac and cheese, which everybody knows Disney's mac and cheese is really good. So And it's a hit. I actually was just talking to somebody the other day about how much they loved the mac and cheese. <laughs> That's great. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran? Yeah, for sure. So I headed over to my mom's room at about nine-ish. From there, I just was kind of getting things ready for our makeup artist to come. So we had reveal hair and makeup. Those ladies were amazing. Actually, one of the makeup artists, Alyssa, was actually on Disney's fairy tale weddings on the, the show. Uh, so it was kind of cool to talk to her about going through her own Disney fairy tale wedding while I was getting ready for mine. And so we started that off. We did some pictures and then we did a first look, mostly because we wanted to have that moment to ourselves, that initial seeing each other all done up in our wedding attire. And I'm really happy we did that. It's a special moment that me and my husband will share forever that I'm really, really thankful we did. So we did that around one. And then we did pictures and more pictures <laughs> and pictures. And then at about three, we had a bit of a break. Wasn't super long, but a little bit of a break. And then we went back into some more family pictures. And then we went on to the ceremony, which was at five o'clock. So we did the ceremony, and that lasted about 15, 20 minutes. And then from there, we went on to take more pictures while everybody else continued to cocktail hour. And then we did our grand entrance at about, I'd say, 6.30, 7 o'clock. And then we had supper, and then everything was done at 10. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So I guess we thought our food was really important. I mean, we want to make sure that everybody who's coming, especially all the way from Canada, that we wanted to make sure that everybody had a really good meal. And we made sure, like, we have some friends that were had dietary restrictions and then were vegetarian. And so we wanted to make sure that we had a wide enough array, but still... Nobody felt like they were having a weird odd man out meal. So we spent a lot of time and effort picking the food to make sure that everybody would find at least something that they would like and eat. And then from there, I would say the flowers, mostly because we didn't do much for decor itself. Hawaii is so gorgeous and so beautiful that I felt it kind of did everything for us. We didn't really need all that much for decor. So... I just wanted to focus a little bit more on just adding to that. So we just did flowers. And then after that, 
photography was pretty much what else we spent a good portion of our budget on. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or effort? So I would say things like we chose the Ama Ama patio instead of choosing some of the other outside venues just because they had added fees in them. So even though we weren't right on the beach or we weren't in a very secluded area, we still had the ocean view and we still had that. It felt like we were the only ones there, even though I was watching our wedding video just the other day and saw there was a little girl in a bathing suit just standing there watching us the entire time, which is also (laughs) adorable because at one point I was that little girl watching the bride. So it's pretty cute when you think about it that way. But yeah, so it we we kind of pick and choose our things. Same thing with videography. We weren't too crazy about getting it done. So we just did the hour just because it was there. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have bothered with it. And that's interesting that you mentioned the little girl watching because I know sometimes people are worried about using Ama Ama patio because the restaurant is right there overlooking it. It sounds like you didn't notice that or it didn't feel like everybody in the restaurant was watching. No. So they actually, like, if people were to be outside, like, they close off the patio area so nobody can be there. And then from outside, you can't actually see anybody inside the restaurant. So, and then it's, you're actually, like, a step, like, an almost another level down. So it's, they may be able to easily see you, but you can't really see them. Interesting. Uh, So it, to me, we felt secluded and we felt like we were the only ones there, even though, I mean, like I said, looking back on our video, you can see people are very obviously watching us. And I mean, it definitely wasn't private, but it, it felt like it was just in the moment, in the time, it felt very like nobody was there but us. That's good to hear. What ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? Probably it would either be the first look. Or actually catching our very first Hawaiian sunset. Some of the pictures that we have is literally Kyle and I catching our very first sunset. We'd been so busy for the first week that we were there that we didn't stop and take the time to see that beautiful Alani sunset. So between that and uh, the first look, I would say, are my two are my two favorite moments of the day. Well, and I guess Anna saying our I do. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? There were little details, like for people to make us kiss during the reception, uh, they were going to have to answer uh, friends trivia. But in the chaos of the day, I forgot to get somebody to grab them a room, um, as well as I forgot my phone in my parents' room. And like two minutes before the ceremony started, we had no music. So Mm. my brother was frantically (laughs) downloading the music onto his phone so that we could use it. But everything ended up working out. It was a bit of a oh my gosh, we might not have music, but it was kind of like, yeah, well, if it is, it is. Like, I'm a pretty relaxed person, probably almost too relaxed because I was very indecisive on a lot of things because it was like, well, it's okay. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever you guys want is fine. And yeah, (laughs) I think it drove a lot of people insane. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you're really relaxed, this might not have been an issue, but was there anything beforehand that you were worried about or it seemed like it was going to be a big deal and then it turned out not to be? There was always the back of our mind just because the ceremony was outside that if something was to happen, it might, you know, like, oh, we're going to not get married in front of the ocean, you know, kind of like we dreamed. But at the same time, talking to Nicole when we first got out there, 
you know, she reassured us that everything would be perfectly fine, even if it was to happen. And I mean, the weather ended up being perfect that day. There was a bit of a breeze and it, I think, trinkled for a little bit for like five, 10 minutes while we were taking pictures, but it was enough that it more so just cooled you off and, but you wouldn't know that it was really raining. It was just the odd drip that you'd get here and there. And then other than that, it was just making sure that everybody's stuff got there. (laughs) So I guess on the day of, there was nothing that really stressed me out too much. It was mostly leading up to it that was pretty stressful. I see. Okay. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Yes and no. Some ways when I look at it, maybe something a little more intimate where we could have had our complete and 100% dream wedding may have been nice. But then at the same time, we were so thankful for everybody who did come that, I mean, how could you even begin to think that them not having there would have been better because it was amazing having all those people come, especially people who had to take special time off work and you know, really rearrange their lives because let's face it, Hawaii isn't the cheapest place to go. So for people to make that effort and come out to see us was quite, quite amazing. So when it comes down to stuff that I would maybe do differently, I don't think there is really all that much that I would do differently. It turned out to be a pretty perfect day. Everything went off pretty much without a hitch. It was just a really good day and everybody seemed to have fun. If anything, I maybe would have tried to extend our uh, hall hours. Like we were done at 10. So it would have been kind of nice because it was a four hour time change here. Everybody was still pretty raring to go by the time that 10 o'clock came around. So it would have been nice to maybe have the room for another hour or so just so everybody could celebrate a little bit longer. But other than that, I think actually I was pretty, pretty happy with how everything turned out. That's great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Aulani couples? My biggest thing I found was there's not that much information on Aulani weddings. Like your book is amazing, but it focuses on Disney World. And an Aulani wedding is so different. Um, and I don't think people really realize that till they get fully into it, that it's not as I shouldn't say easy because definitely planning a Disney World wedding is not easy, but it's the information isn't as accessible. So I found that reaching out to other Alani brides was a huge, a huge help to our planning because you got to ask about, well, what about switching out different options or who did you use for this? Who did you use for that? Because especially for us, we were planning everything. We were going over Instagram pages and Facebook pages and looking at just pictures of things. So to have somebody's actual word saying, yes, no, this is as good as what the picture is showing, or no, we didn't like those people very much because of this reason. So it was nice to actually hear it from people. So I would say that's one of the biggest things is reaching out to other people who have had their weddings there, as well as join those Facebook groups, reach out to people and just ask because at the end of the day, like usually if there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) And it's nice to just even talk it out with somebody because I know even here it was, I would talk to people about it and, you know, they they can't give their opinion because they don't know. They don't know what it's like to plan a a wedding from 10,000 miles away or whatever it is we are from Oahu. But (laughs) so I would say that's my biggest thing and and to relax and remember the days about you and your significant other who cares what other people think or what they want it's your day 
you're there for you to celebrate your love. And that's what people need to remember is not to please everybody because at the end of the day, it's your wedding. It's your day. So that's probably my biggest advice. (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in a wedding or a vow renewal at Aulani. And I appreciate your taking the time. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.